0: Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Happy Monday. Big week, obviously, in American politics. Just has got me thinking. Lots of strong feelings out there about all different types of races. You've got, you know, House and Senate, President, probably a lot of local elections, and you can't help but notice that people are pretty cocksure about how things are going to go in certain races. And I don't have a dog in the fight there as to who's right or who's wrong, but I think we can learn a lot from it uh, as we as we watch the events unfold and think about this in terms of prediction. When I see the stuff that you see, I see strong feelings. I don't necessarily see the data that proves anything, um, lest we forget that in the last presidential election and many before that, we saw that Certain polls had certain candidates above or beyond this and that. I think President Bill Clinton uh, in his first election against President Bush, the father, um, there were some you know, numbers as far as last election. There were also some numbers and people bought into it and then they got their hopes up. And hopes are kind of like expectations, and expectations have built in disappointments. So maybe you have strong opinions about certain candidates. Maybe you have uh, a trading ethos that you've built around those strong feelings, right? This is where, you know, someone mentioned the concept of intuition versus into wishing. And the point today is that you could trade anything that you wanna guess on. You can trade anything that you think you have a line on. The thing that you need to do though is make sure you know how much you're going to lose if you're wrong. Because there's nothing worse than betting on a gigantic event and going all in and then getting it wrong. You're disappointed emotionally in the results of the contest itself, right? And now if you are wrong, or things don't play out the way they you expect them to, you could also be out a ton of cash. So it's a double whammy. And what does that leave you with? Well, bitterness, right? Bitterness could certainly be up there. Disbelief, uh, anger at the other folks who didn't see your vision. Uh, there's a lot of haughty behavior too, like how could these idiots, blah, 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 right? But At the end of the day, the system is set up the way it is, and you have to play within the rules of the system. So if you think there's going to be, for example, a market crash or a market rally, you might consider how you can do that with limited risk, or at least a definable amount of risk, right? I'm not the world's greatest options trader by any stretch of the imagination. But I do know that when you have debits or net debit balances, those are typically your max losses. So who knows? Maybe you're looking at bull call spreads, bear put spreads. Maybe you're looking at just directional trades with puts and calls. I would go easy on that and look at the vol numbers and then quantify what your max loss would be as a percentage of your account. And that means you have to sit back and say, okay, if things unfold this way, here's what I estimate the rally or the correction to be. And what percent would that mean for me, right? People tend to overstate their ability. They think they're a lot better at things that they are. They Most people on a scale of one to 10 being of intelligence, if you ask them where they put, almost no one says anything less than six, Right. So this might be a place where you have really, really strong feelings about how things are going in America, and you're going to prove your point by going to the polls. Well, there's a lot that has to happen between how you go to the voting station and how things end up, okay? So temper that with your behavior now, because if things don't go the way you think they would go... Again, the last thing I think you'd want is to both be despondent because of the outcome of any particular election, but also be despondent because you took a blast of 50% in your account because you bet too big and you bet the wrong way, right? We live in a probabilistic world and in my mind's eye, I haven't been able to see any particular model that you can use to bet on these types of binary situations. But what you can do is use the binary market, i.e. options, if you will, to bet accordingly. Else, you can be a fast follower and trade like some of these event-driven folks, watch the headlines, see how things are unfolding overnight, and then jump into, say, uh, you know, futures, for example, with the S&P, if that's your favorite flavor. If you haven't done this before, I don't know that now is the time to experiment with commodity futures, because even on a good day, they can move for reasons that no one can foresee, and they can move in a very uh, gigantic magnitude percentage-wise. And because of the margin that we're afforded, you can see very, very large moves in your equity. It is possible to lose more than a hundred percent of the account that you have. In which case, you have to add money to bring your account balance to zero. So all of this really works out to be a gigantic emotional system where you're betting, which is really hoping on a certain election outcome, which you have no statistics. You can't, And if you don't have statistics, you can't make probabilities, and probabilities are odds. So if you don't know the odds, you can't co- collect and figure out what the risk that you should be putting on. You don't have an expected outcome of this trade. That means it's a gamble. And look, I've been gambling my whole life, but you need to do it in such a way that you you know what you can afford to lose if you're wrong. Right? So keep in mind, if you backtest the system, or if you've been working with several chart patterns where you have the history of how you've done this, you can see the expected value of your trade. So if it is positive, obviously that's a process that you want to replicate time after time when the situation presents itself. If you have back tested at the portfolio level, not one name at a time, right? You don't care about one name at a time because you probably have several names in your portfolio. Maybe, you know, know, there's some clients who have hundreds of names because they're gigantic accounts. So you can figure out what the expected values are. And when it makes sense to trade, when it makes sense to, you know, manage your risk and offset the risk and transfer it to someone who's willing to take it on at those price points. But bearing that, if you don't have the odds, if you don't have the probabilities, you can't figure out the expected value. And that puts it at a gamble, a roll of the dice. And I know right now, as I'm sitting here, that there's going to be a lot of folks who didn't have the benefit of hearing this or did and didn't care. And they bet their emotions. They bet on how they hoped things would go because they, it, they can feel it in their body. There's a lot to learn here though, because it can come up on earnings announcement. It can come up with uh, you know Tesla's battery day. It could be Amazon Prime day. It could be when the marijuana stocks um, you know we're going to come off and get reclassified by the FDA as well as the DEA, right? So you have all these types of events that you think you can predict, but you have to remember and be honest with yourself that humans really suck at prediction. So despite your strong feelings, okay, be careful on what you put down as your bet size because all you need is one or two really big destabilizing losses, and that's it a couple things for those of you who are coming through this year and lightened up in in September you might have already booked a really really good year now some of you might even be sitting on your hands through the end of the year because you already have a good year booked that's one way to do it some of you might have gotten smashed in COVID-19 and you see that this is the way to get back to break even it's not going to happen that way If you come in and try to bet while you're down, who knows, 20 to 50% and you think that this is going to be the holy grail trade, I'm going to bet you dollars to donuts right now that that's not the case and you're going to lose further money. This isn't the opportunity that you think it is if you're unprepared and you don't know what you're doing. So my advice for those folks is to not do anything. Wait until the election results come out and then be a fast follower with the direction of the trend. It's the safest way. There's nothing to brag about, but why would you want to brag about it anyway? Your goal is to make money, not to brag. No one cares about your lack of trading prowess or otherwise, right? That's bravado. You're not in the market for that. And two, I I can't tell you what a snooze it is to hear about people's predictions, right? Because all they're looking for is some kind of gold star pat on the back about how smart they are. And then I look at the rest of their lives and how dysfunctional they are. And I'm like, I don't know why this person is so emotionally invested in the outcome of a particular situation in the market so they can go around town trumpeting their success when the rest of their life is a effing disaster. Well, that's the reason right there, right? So they have to have something to hang their stocking on. That's not how I do it. <laughs> but I I accept all people here without any type of prejudice or otherwise know what you're doing it for though i guess is the point and keep your capital your job is to play superior defense even if you're hell-bent for election so to speak on any type of particular trade even the most aggressive traders know exactly what they're going to lose and their job on any given day is to protect their capital if they don't have trades on, they have to look for their blind spots. If they're in the trades, they have to know where they're getting out, and know exactly at what prices. Preferably by putting in protective stops all along the way. So look, if you're Paul Tudor Jones and you're listening, thanks for listening. But everybody else, you don't use mental stops, right? You need to put them in the market. If you have trouble with that, it might also, um, you know, it might also be your ego but that's for another conversation. However the thing plays out the, pa- the next couple of days, I hope you do very well. I wish you the best. Uh, today's just been a cautionary note, though, that I'm going to guess a lot of people are going to get smashed, and that doesn't necessarily make me happy. So remember, no matter where you are, whether you're an investor or a trader, I don't care the style, I don't care the asset class, your number one job is to be able to come back the next day, the next several days, the next week, the next month and play. If you take a destabilizing loss because you lost your capital or /or you lost your nerve, what's the whole point then? Intentions equal results. If you'd like a free copy about some of the things that I had to go through as I was cutting my teeth, it's in a book called The Inner Voice of Trading. You can get the audiobook version for free at my website. Go to the top right corner. It's there for download. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.